Hi, I'm Michael Sestouli and welcome to Cinemates, a podcast where a bunch of mates chat about cinema over some drinks. In this episode, I'm joined by the Cinemates boys, Nick Stallone and Angus Newell. Together with Nick and Angus, we discuss Guy Ritchie's ensemble gangster classic, The Gentleman, starring Matthew McConaughey, Charlie Hunnam, Michelle Dockery, amongst a stacked cast. While drinking some Brewdog Valley Drafts, we chat about the iconic costume design, some hilarious quotes from the film, and Colin Farrell stealing the show. As always, make sure you're following Cinemates wherever you get your podcasts and leave a five-star review to support us. Now sit back and enjoy this episode of Cinemates. We got a full tank of gas, half a pack of cigarettes, it's dark, and we're wearing sunglasses. Hit it. You want answers! I want the truth! You can't handle the truth! Open the pod bay doors, Bill. Keep your friends close, but your enemies close. I am nothing! Fasten your seatbelts. It's going to be a bumpy night. Keep busy, Larry. Cinder Bros, we're back again. Back again, brothers. This is third in a row. Nah, you Together? guys did a rival without me. Yeah, oh, wasn't true. invited to that. One. I'm sorry about that, mate. Yikes! <laughs> Apologies. <laughs> Quick shout out, as always, to our amazing sponsor, Brewdog Australia, carbon negative craft beer brewer. Today we're drinking something different, Brewdog Valley Draft. Mm. It's a one standard 3.5% lager. What do we mm. think of it? Very good. I'm mm. not. I don't usually drink lagers. However, this year I think I've come around. Yeah, bit. it's good. It's, it's smooth. Good. It's quality. Tickles, sessionable. Tickles my fancy. A yeah, bit. on the lighter side, but mm. it's nice. Mm. And I think this is kind of inspired. Obviously, the company's from Brisbane here in Australia, mm-hmm. but very much inspired by the Queensland draft. So. Nice to uh, be enjoying it from New South Wales here. I uh, <laughs> don't know what that was. Um, but as always, in saying that, drink responsibly, over 18s only, and we'll leave a link, as always, for free delivery to buy some lovely Brewdog beverages here in Australia. Great. But let's get into it. Great movie this episode. Huge. Really, really great. The movie. Gentleman. Yeah. Such Son. a rewatchable comedy. Oh, absolutely. Such a rewatchable movie. I would just say, like, me and Mike. Probably, probably said this in the podcast. We've moved out recently, yeah. And um, I think it's been played three or four times already. You know, not surprised. I think I've sat down for two or three of them. Um, but yeah, across the roommates, people just put it on. It's yeah. a good Sunday watch. Mm. Let's just say that we say that a lot. I feel like it's a good movie just to watch anytime. Yeah, to be, to be fair, <laughs> True, you don't you're have right. to be watching it hungover on a Sunday. No, it's you do. A great. Film. <laughs> uh, one word, five star rating. Let's get into it. I'm going to kick it off. One word for me was uh, cast. Yep. Great cast. Awesome. Absolutely. Stellar cast. Yeah, yeah. Big time. And rating, you guys are going to laugh at this, five. Yeah. <laughs> no, <laughs> no way. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. 3.5. 3.5. What? Yeah. No, I was I no, no. was saying, yes, it's well-deserved five. <laughs> what? Okay. <laughs> yeah. 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 Have, we, have we seen the, the same movie? Anyways, this is irrelevant because- Yeah, it's irrelevant. It's, we keep going. Because also movies, you know, it's your opinion. Subjective. Yeah, okay. It's yeah. subjective. 3.5 and cast- yeah, my one word was fun, mm. and I gave a four point five. Nice, you guys' words are very inventive. Not really. I know. Well, <laughs> you know, it's Someone. a Thursday night. That's all I had. <laughs> um, I'll be going grass, 
for all the debauchery okay. they gets gets up to. Okay, yeah, yeah, puff. <laughs> yeah. yeah, they call it puff, don't they? They do, yeah, in the UK yeah. they call it puff. Um, and I have it as a four out yeah. of five. Okay, nice. okay. Guy Ritchie, he's, a, he's yeah. an interesting cat, isn't he? Because mm. he came out of the gate with his first two films yeah. being – some of my favorite films. You only just recently watched Lock, Lockstock as well, hey? And I only, ju- like, l- late last year watched Lockstock for the first time. Mm. Instantly became in my top ten. Yeah. Thought it was amazing. Snatch, <clears throat> the same. Mm. And then he made a few weird films after that. He did Sherlock Holmes, which was great. Great. With but Robert he, Downey. With Robert yeah. Downey, yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. And then he did... Aladdin, <laughs> yeah, which, Odd. Was, which is very strange. I haven't Man, seen that. Is that the one with Will Smith? Is it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, no the weird Aladdin one. To be that. fair, it grossed one billion dollars at the box office, mm. so he did well with that. But he's had a few bombs. Yeah. Um. What else is he? He did King Arthur. Haven't seen that. Yeah. That's also got uh, Charlie Hunnam. Charlie Hunnam. Yeah. He's, he's recently. I don't know if it's out yet. The Covenant with Jake Gyllenhaal. I haven't so, seen that one. Have it's like an seen. informant. Um, Movie um, over in mm, Afghanistan. And mm. his most recent movie, uh, the flopped, I think. It might be The Covenant. Operation no, no. Fortune. Oh, Operation, Operation yeah, Fortune. Yeah, yeah, that's Semi-sequel to this, yeah, I think. Yeah, I haven't seen it's it. It's very yeah. much a similar vibe to this, but I heard bad things. It's so just I haven't got seen terrible it. reviews mm. and everything. But it's weird because he's got such a style with his gangster movies that he does, yeah. like Man From U.N.C.L.E., Gentleman, mm. Snatch, Lock yeah. Sock. And you, you watch it, it's like... You know, almost Quentin Tarantino-esque, yeah. I'd say, in a lot of ways. And then he does stuff like Aladdin and you go, well. He might he might just get sometimes bored. Yeah. And it, maybe he's trying, to, place with those he's trying to diversify his quote-unquote style. Yeah. But I think other directors probably do that a little bit better than him. I yeah. don't know. I feel like he should stick to these gangster flicks. I agree. And I think this was a bit of a return to that, especially absolutely. after Aladdin and things. Yeah, absolutely. But like... It's it's synonymous with his style. You get the twists and turns, heaps of characters, big actors in all of the performances. Mm. And when I rewatched this, I was just like, he's so good at just he's really leading you down a path. Storytelling. You, yeah, storytelling. And you think it's going to go one way and then, oh, no, this happens. And then, okay, they, they resolve that issue and then yeah. they, oh, shit, there's another issue. And then it's and then, like a bit of non-linear, you know, actually this was happening. Yeah, behind the scenes where you didn't know, and then it gets revealed that this yeah. guy knew what was happening the whole time. He does it really, yeah. yeah, he does it really smartly because he um, uses Hugh Grant's character Fletcher as yeah. like the narrator, but Fletcher's putting heaps of mayo on it, and then Charlie <laughs> Hunnam's character knows like the extra ins in and outs because yeah. he's like been in the in the mm. mix. Yeah, mm. and I think what's great about this, the premise of this, because he has done Lockstock and Snatch and all the others. And it could have been the exact same movie, but where it's different, first thing is that it's actually a movie pitch, the whole story. Yeah, it gets a bit meta, doesn't it? Yeah, it, it does. Funny. And then it talks about the screenplay. The and- second one is the story is really just about a business acquisition mm. where the buyer tries to get a discounted price on the business yep. and then things go wrong. Yeah, And that, that hasn't really been mm. shown on screen in such a... Interesting way with gangsters involved and yeah. whatnot. It's done so well. I yeah. think the thing that I enjoy about this movie and movies like Bullet Train, when I watched Bullet Train, mm. the whole time I was thinking, this is a Guy Ritchie film. Yeah. I was like, I like that. I really enjoy And the the thing sort of tying back to my one word is that it's just fun. Mm. It does. I mean, I enjoy movies 
with something to say, like a, a message yeah. or whatever. But this film, it's just good storytelling, interesting characters. Mm. Um, <clears throat> you know, it's not trying to trying to be jam more, a message down your throat, well. being more than it is. It's just a fun movie experience. Yeah. You watch it, you're locked in from start to finish mm. and you're just entertained the whole time without too much action either. It's not yeah. like a Fast and Furious, <laughs> which we watched the other week, which oh, was horrible. <laughs> which was awful. It's not just action the whole time. It's like it's fun, yeah. dialogue, interesting. It's more mm. not action. All the like heart ra- heartbeat raising events are like um, really serious like one-on-one interactions yeah. and like mm. people trying to outwit each other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Especially the Either scenes. Either in the business world or like the grimy, you know, yeah. UK yeah. underworld. Mm. Especially the scenes where I really enjoyed, uh, there's a few different sort of similar scenes where it's um, Michael like talking to boy George and he spiked his tea and he's <laughs> threatening him because he's, he's poisoned and he's saying, don't. F with me, man. Like, and he's yeah. vomiting. And then there's, so other, and then there's other ones vomiting. where he he's, I mean, it's, that didn't happen this way, but where he shoots uh, dry, dry eye. Yeah. In lions got to eat in the balls. <laughs> and then, like, yeah, lions got to eat all that stuff. So, super, he's, he's, he's so good at building tension mm. in those moments. What are, um, amazing. Can we quickly just rattle off some of your favorite characters or just one? Because yeah. there's so many good characters. Oh, the coach. All, like, the coach is the your coach, favorite. Absolutely. The coach is my favorite. If yeah. I'd have to go mm. second, um, it'd be like the whole like um, rap group, rap boxing group as well. Yeah, oh, yeah. They're great. <laughs> they're really like, annoying. Ernie, Ernie, Ernie yeah, my yeah. right hand strong, my left hand sturdy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll get into that. What about you, Mike? Uh, I don't know. Tough question. I was going to ask this later. I think as much as he's so annoying and such a little sleaze, I think Fletcher is my favorite. <laughs> he's so funny. Hugh like Grant. Hugh Grant man. in he's a good. different role. Yeah. Loved it. And he's got that little he's got that little accent. Yeah, Ray. Oh Ray, Ray would you get me Ray. steak, please, Ray? And he's got like a little bit he's like sort of like a bit of sexual tension between yeah, him yeah, yeah. and um <laughs> Raymond, he tells him he's Charlie gonna Hunter. like play with himself in the corner, like. Well, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, oh, you're, you're gonna open another bottle? Yeah. Oh, I think I might have to take my pants off. Then. <laughs> yeah, you're a weirdo. Such a weirdo, and plays it so well. Uh, but yeah, back to what you're saying. I think the way that he's able to suck you in straight away, like the start of this movie is, we get introduced to McConaughey's Mickey Pearson. Mm-hmm. He's having a beer at the pub, um, and we think that he gets shot in the head because yeah, the blood like, splatters on yeah, his beard. That didn't last long for Matthew McConaughey. Yeah, and then you're like, <laughs> oh, shit, like how did it happen? How and did it happen? And then we find Leads out. it back yeah, out. Yeah, yeah. yeah. so good. Um, one thing I wanted to say that I loved about this movie, which was a very big part, I think, is the fashion and costume designing. Absolutely. Like everyone is dripped out. So dripped out. Yeah. Um, I wanted to say this Well, they're first. not short on cash. They're not short on cash. No. Um, we got Colin Farrell's the coach. He's got the glasses. They've all got the vintage like custom tracksuits with the Adidas's, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, which they all made like and like the tweed hats. Yeah, yeah, the little, yeah. The little artist hat. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Hugh Grant's glasses. They were Ray Bans, but they replaced. Were they the red tinge? Yeah, they replaced the normal frames with the red tinge to make him more like sort of mischievous and like sinister. Yeah, okay. Which is interesting. Mm. Um. 
and Guy Ritchie like chose all these things. Then uh, Dry Eye, played by Henry Goulding, had these particular shoes. Yeah. And they, especially when he gets shot fictionally in the balls, yeah, yeah. Uh, he had to get the shoes like in the shot just because yeah. he like wanted to <laughs> add that as part of his character. Um, and he's then, a great actor. I love him. He's great. Crazy Rich Asians, just yeah. a side note. And again, very different role to <laughs> yeah, that. Absolutely. Yeah. It was wildly <laughs> um, different. Yeah. And then Charlie Hunnam's shoes as well were also custom made. Wow. But interesting fact here Guy Ritchie, like, loves fashion wanted to make it a big part of everyone's character he was concerned with the style before the film was made so what he did was to prepare Hunnam whose character Raymond is like very slick and he's got like a slick back Mm. wears all these nice coats and shoes and very meticulous um he took Charlie Hunnam in real life shopping for like weeks on end and they just went shopping together and like you know studied the character and what he would wear and just but like is that Charlie Hunnam's sort of style? Have you seen many I don't know. I don't know. Um, but I'm not I mean, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. I'll call him up later. <laughs> yeah. But like it's not it's not like a it's not ever said in the movie, but just a such yes, deep subtle. research for a subtle thing like They've that. They've all got the like the vest, like the three piece three piece suits. Yeah. yeah. And the long um the long jackets as yeah. well sometimes. Yeah. And Costuming definitely gets overlooked i think it's so important oh, big time. it's very it's very thing. reminiscent of like if the peaky blinders went mm, into like the modern. mid 2000s yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah absolutely and you'll like this yeah. the costume designer michael wilkinson yeah born in sydney australia yes, sir. homegrown Good so i'll list out what he's done in his career which by the way michael if you ever want to come on the podcast we'd love to have you <laughs> um watching first thing he did uh, he designed the costumes for the closing ceremony of the Sydney Olympic Games. Nice. And then listen to these films that he's done the costuming for. Okay, okay. 300, mm. Watchmen, mm-hmm. Terminator Salvation, Tron Legacy, Twilight Ooh. Breaking Dawn Part 1 and 2, Whoa. Man of Steel, Batman vs Superman, whoa. Justice League, both cuts. Whoa, whoa. Schneider cut as well. American Hustle. That's good costuming in that one. Noah. With Russell Crowe, the yep. Noah's Ark. Yep. The gentleman, obviously, and Andor. Wow. You love that, Andor. Michael. You love that Andor podcast. mention, don't you? Wow. What, <laughs> the, a, what a great The DC movies, yeah. though. Do you, do you think he sort of had a play in designing in the like, <coughs> Batman outfit, Superman? Yeah. Well, like Man of Steel, first DC. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. In a while. Wow. So all over it. And he was Michael. the costume designer. Yeah. A bit of a hidden. Pop off, mate. Jeez. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Um, but a, I thought I'd just throw that in what there. What an immaculate career. What a good yeah. resume. That's yeah. fantastic. He's good. And again, you think of all the different little subtle things that him and Guy Ritchie worked on for these characters. Yeah. Very cool. That's awesome. That's um, a great fact. Yeah. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if this is blasphemy because I love his performances, but does Matthew McConaughey sometimes irk you a little bit? I think he's a little bit of a douchebag. Are you talking about his character? Or? No, I'm just talking about him and like no. just no. <laughs> I'm a big fan. Uh, yeah, I, don't really I know. Have an opinion there. I just, I just find him annoying. Sometimes. Have you read his book? No, I haven't read his, his book. His book might actually make you think he's more of a douchebag if you're on that. Yeah, I've heard. <laughs> if you're starting on that weird. line, I, I. But I like. The, I just love how like randomly quirky he is and weird. And have you seen so. his Oscar acceptance speech where he goes, 
I don't know, my daddy's up there. Greg Bay ball of gumbo. <laughs> he's, just, he's just, yeah, I don't know. He just irks me a little bit. I just wanted to get that off my chest. He's good in, the, he's, he's, I mean, like like I said, he's an incredible actor. Mm. He's good in everything. Yeah. But, he's, you know, his whole, his whole demeanor like this. So just, sometimes <laughs> I'm just like, oh, can you just get I, a rest uh, space, mate? I but he's so good in this movie. It might he's be so it might be really like amplified in this movie because everyone's yeah. from England and he's just like a and really hard nosed American American, American gangster. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. I I I love his performances. I don't really he he's a character and he's very unique in that yeah. demeanor. Yeah, yeah. Um sorry but, Matthew if you ever listen to this. Yeah. Like I'm sure if we Met in person, I would grovel. <laughs> like I, I wouldn't. Yeah, you know. But I've just. I think just in saying that though, like this was nice because it was a, again a different character to we'd seen like from him previously. I yeah, think definitely. he hasn't really played like a gangster. Gangster, like yeah, yeah, yeah. very intimidating businessman who doesn't take anyone's shit. And I like that throughout this cast. Like we talked about Hugh Grant, we talked about um, Henry Goulding. These are and actually the wife of Mickey Pearson. Played Michelle by Dockery. Michelle Dockery, who's in The Crown yeah, and Downton great. Abbey. She's Actually, incredible. I don't know if she's in The Crown. But again, everyone was playing, I think, roles that they hadn't before. Mm. And I think that was just a nice touch. She's a standout for me. Her demeanor and her suave. And yeah. She's also like the perfect, um, you know, partner for Mickey. Absolutely. Yeah. She's like a rock. Yeah. Mm. She's so cool and collected and so calm. So collect When she's getting threatened and everything. She's just so. <laughs> oh, you're going to get fucked yeah, up now, so, she's Yeah. She's incredible in that. She's so well written. Yeah. I think the scene, the standout scene for her character is when Dry Eye comes to her office. Yeah. And. She's got the paperweight gun. Oh, that's such a tense. And he's moment. got two henchmen. Yeah, and she's yeah, got yeah. two bullets. And we can see her like just keeping calm and collected, but slowly preparing the mm. gun. And then she shoots them so perfectly yeah, she does. in the head. I thought when I watched it for the first time, that was so tense for me because I thought <laughs> the gun didn't work and it had just hit I think the guy did. on the forehead. And he was like just bounced having, off. Yeah, bounced off and he oh, was bleeding. The bullet was because, in there. Yeah, I know. But the way that the scene plays out is he gets hit and then there's a long pause where he turns to to um, dry eye and he touches it and then he falls over. Mm. But, and you go, because I was thinking, But is oh, he no. dead there? He di- yeah, He's they dead. both die. But the, the henchmen, bullet's only like at the surface level of his like skull. No, it's gone through, no, it's gone through his through. head. But like, I swear it, you can see the metallic bullet like nah. right at the front. Nah. Well, they both collapse and die, so I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Go figure. What do you want? What are but, you, a surgeon? Yeah. <laughs> he could have, he could have, collapsed, from, he could have collapsed from shock. He just had a bullet hit him in the head. Like, no, like, no, oh, no. They, they get killed. He's, but, he's dead. But the first time I watched it, that was so tense, and then he overpowers her. He's about to assault her, mm. and then you think, oh, no, Michael – He's just been in this car crash. There's no he's way he's going to make it in time. And then he, she goes, hello, my love. And yeah. he's just standing there. Oh. That's a great pa- setup and payoff. Yeah, you, you as the audience just go, oh, thank, thank God. Fuck. Oh, thank God. That's <laughs> yeah. awesome. Yeah. I remember watching that for the first time. I was like, no, like she's <laughs> yeah, going to yeah, get yeah, assaulted. Yeah. And it's like so hard to watch. Yeah, it's so. It's and so, then so we get the one. payoff and she's, again, She's, you know, in the position she's in mm. and she's so calm and collected so and calm. had faith that her so husband was going to come yeah, and just kills it. Yeah. Um, I'd love to have that level of calmness. <laughs> yeah. when, when, when things Please. get stressful, I just want to, yeah. I'll buy you a little paperweight gun. <laughs> You'll be all good. Yeah, thanks for that. Please do. <laughs> um, I think on that note, 
Dry Eye is an interesting character because he becomes more and more like unhinged throughout. Mm. At the start, they're kind of mates with Mickey Pearson and like they know each other. They know each other. And then... Because he is a henchman to Boy George. Yeah. I think he's more of like a, in a sense, just like a spoiled little brat that yeah. as the movie goes on, he's not getting his way. So he becomes, as you mm. said, more yeah. unhinged. He tries to dethrone... And, and and what's that um, that line at the start of the movie? You know, it's not enough to be a king. It's not enough to act like a king. Yeah. You have to be a king. Yeah. And I think Michael's character throughout mm. sort of proves the things that you have to do to stay on top in such a cutthroat, you know, business way of life where mm. you're, you're a drug kingpin yeah. and – you think he's getting soft and then he has to do all of these things like with um, uh, Matthew's character, absolute swine. I mm. hate that guy so much. <laughs> However, there's a funny quote from him which I thought was so hilarious when he goes, when they're talking about the gun that he's given him and then she goes, well, that's illegal here. And then he goes, in France, it's illegal to call a pig Napoleon, but just you try and stop me. <laughs> and, well, he's a weirdo. He's a weirdo. <laughs> Um, Jeremy Strong as well. Jeremy Strong. He's, strong. Yeah, he's, he's just he's playing great. another rich guy yeah. like in succession. <laughs> yeah. And it, like again, it's such a payoff um, when it gets found out that Michael knows what he's done mm. and he tells him to take off a pound of flesh mm-hmm. and he tells him <laughs> to transfer him like scene. extra. How much more money is it? It's like an extra 270 extra, yeah. million or something. Yeah. Because um, he was trying to get, like, he was trying to lowball and get yeah. him down. Then he put it on the original added price it, and yeah. added another $200 million. And wasn't selling but it. But it's just showing, yeah, and then didn't sell it. And it's just showing, because this film bookends with that same quote, mm. which, like, to be a king, you have to act like a king. Yeah. So, I don't know, maybe that's the the point of the movie, just showing that if you if you want to be a, not a drug kingpin, but if you want to sort of be on top and have all the power, you yeah. got to. Really act like it. You oh, can't yeah. be soft for one moment. I think that payoff and that reveal of that scene as well is just so. The way it plays out is so satisfying. Yeah, because it's a satisfying movie. Isn't yeah, it? it really is. Matthews talking about all the business reasons why the valuation has gone down. You know, all the costs have changed because you know the business won't recover with all the like or the intrusion of the farm that the toddlers do. Then when he says, uh, Mickey says that he has to give the pound of flesh and the way that McConaughey is like, also like it's not personal, but like someone laid hands on my wife and he's like, my wife! And the way he (laughs) screams And the music kicks in, yeah. That's like, oh. Did a bit of a jolt there. (laughs) And Matthew's just got this like egg on his face and it's the biggest like suck shit moment ever. Yeah, suck shit, It's like you're... You got it, you're, mate. You're gone, mate. You're gone. Absolutely. You go. Can we talk about the coach? <laughs> the coach. Yeah. Colin Farrell, of mm. course, as we all know, uh, long-time friend of the show, <laughs> Colin Farrell. Um, His intro scene is the one in like the, know, the local, fish and, local fish and chip shops. Like well, diner. So, again, <clears throat> such a satisfying scene mm. when you watch these hoodlums coming in, yeah. tearing up the place. And he just takes them all one by one. His accent, obviously, he's Irish, but he really turns it up and makes it a very thick, mm. beautiful yeah. accent. Does it so well. And 
he the the great thing I love about his character is that he does all these things where he you know is a is a like is a fighter you know he he owns a boxing gym but he's got a you can see he's got a good heart yeah. he's taking all these underprivileged kids and he's setting them on the straight path and even when the kids go behind his back and take this weed he, he goes and takes he, a fall. He goes and he takes responsibility and goes to the people who they took mm. it off and says, that was my fault. I'm in your debt. What yep. can I do? And then has that guy in his brain. He goes, fuck. fuck. Yeah, fuck. Yeah. Hilarious. <laughs> so, so, yeah. PH, so like, fuck. Fuck, fuck. Um, Get the fuck out. And then, <laughs> and then he, yeah, again, just keeps on showing his worth. Mm. In the um, in the intro scene as well, they, these like kids try to knife him, and then yeah. they realize, "Oh, you're the coach." Mm, mm. And he goes, "Boys, you need to be like have your weight on your front foot when yeah. you want to punch. Actually, punch. You yeah. go, come down to the gym. I'll teach you a thing or two." Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. That was all right, Irish accent. <laughs> the um that that's what I why I think he's my favorite character. Just he's yeah. got he's got such a I don't know great sense of right and wrong. This guy, honor. even though he he's done yeah honor. Perfect word, honor. The fact, the way that you've explained that, Nick, I think I've changed who my favorite character is. I think it's the I coach. Think every, I think majority of people who watch this film, the best character is going to be the yeah. coach. Especially at the end. Colin like, like steals the show in like probably like 20 minutes of yeah. screen time. Yes, yeah. he absolutely And I think especially the way that the coach says to Raymond, like he's he's done everything he's asked and he's like, Look, I need you to do one more thing. He's like, "All right, well," and again, he takes the responsibility. Mm. And respectfully, he's like, respectfully, just one last thing. Just, I'll you. just one last thing, and that one last thing is insanely, yeah, <laughs> fright. Yeah, Actually, yeah. no, sorry, he's already done the pig, the pig thing. Oh man! But even then, so he's like, like prepared Big Dave's clothes and like got him a cup of tea and yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> and then saves his life. He shoots those two Russian gangsters. Saves Raymond's yeah. life. Yeah, saves Raymond's life. Oh. Man. Also, another thing I wanted to talk about, which again, it's a movie, so things can't be realistic mm. all the time. But if you notice the scene where the um, young boxers have uh, robbed the weed farm <laughs> and they've got the music video, the music video and the song are such high production value. <laughs> If you notice, it's they were filming it on an iPhone. And they're, and they're fil- no, but they're, but they're, they're showing that they're like, look at this clip, bro. Like, look at the clip. It's like got heaps of views on that. And the and the production value is it's like a proper high budget. It's like a million dollar like going, budget. Yeah, like yes. honestly, like a million dollar budget music video. And they've just got GoPros. They've got GoPros on. And you think that if, <laughs> Wait, you want to take it into more account. They've just robbed this place. They get back to the boxing gym maybe half an hour later, and, and it's already up on YouTube, edited and everything. It's all it's already edited and filmed. Audio enhanced. Or like, and the song is is popping. Like, really, it's all properly mixed and mastered. The the thing that I then say is, if they've got the skills and the facilities to do that, <laughs> yeah. they don't need to be robbed. They just need to have a production company. They'll be yeah, making heaps label. of money. Yeah. Because if they can do that when being, you know, underprivileged so-called teens, boxers. The virality of the video happens because they're, it was in like a, you know, weed you know, growing facility. Yeah, but also because the production value is mm. insane. It's extremely professional. So obviously it's not realistic, but I just thought that was a funny thing when I was yeah. watching. They could have made it a little bit more guerrilla style, yeah, yeah, yeah. camcorder-esque, but they really went all out. Like it was yeah. 4K, the lighting is... They, and that's what they they go, they go, look at that, check out the lighting, bruv. So how do you know about 
you know, different looms and how to colour grades. Hey, you don't you know, know if they've studied Nick's, film Nick's and on a tangent here. But, no, you, but you, do, you do know that because no, no, he no, says no. that they're underprivileged kids yeah. and they do boxing now. Maybe the coach taught them. I doubt it, but sure. <laughs> the coach is a business entrepreneur. He teaches He knows everything. everything. Yeah. One thing on that, though, that I found funny was yeah. like they post this on YouTube. The only thing blocking their identity is like a thin, a thin black, black line, line over their You're eyes. You're not fooling anyone. You could easily be caught by the police. Like yeah. oh, your whole face is there. Yeah, yeah what, sure. what are your eyes, like green are, or something? The police, are probably looking, <laughs> police are probably looking more for whose weed that is rather than them. Well, they've still stolen. So, oh, yeah, yeah, maybe you're right. Yeah. One other unrealistic thing which I wanted to bring up earlier. Uh, when Dry Eye confronts Mickey at the start and offers him his own offer for the business, he goes on to his phone for number. what I presume, yeah, is like a calculator. And he, I went back and counted. <laughs> yeah. He clicked the calculator. You hear the number clicks mm. 19 times. Yeah, that's and outlandish. Somehow the number that's like a like, trillion. So right, Matthew a, Matthew offered four hundred million, which is nine digits. Yeah, yeah. And Dry Eye, whatever he's typed in there, was way lower than that offer because he's like, this is like chump change. What the hell did he type yeah, into that? I don't eating? know. Do you think? Do you <laughs> what think? Was he typing? No, no, he no, made, no. He, he, he made a fucking error and then he went backspace, backspace, backspace. Or maybe maybe it wasn't a calculator. Maybe it was his notes app and he was typing in a word. Okay. That that could, or the commas and the full stops. Yeah, and, or yeah, comma yeah. Commas and full stops. Maybe I think a few emojis the, in there. Th- yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah <laughs> a, little, a little F you at the end. Yeah. Or like the, the emoji where it's like the tongue sticking out going like the money. Something <laughs> like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um but maybe that's the I mean, that's just I suppose the comedy of that mm. little moment. Because you know yeah. the audience is never gonna know. Well, and Michael picked up on it. It's absurd. I Fake. Probably on his ninth rewatch. <laughs> but he, yeah, the audience is never going to know yeah. what exact that exact number is. And it's just, I think it's just a comedic moment. It's really mm. funny. Should we talk about a few iconic quotes? <laughs> uh, there's Please. there's quite a few in the- I've got a couple in my head. Scene and sequence where they go to the apartment to get the like Lord's daughter. Yep. And- Angus, I'll leave a quote for you because you mentioned you know it to quote, me the other yeah. day. But I'll just say the scene following that where they, um, the hoodlums like steal the phone or took videos of them after the Russian kid jumps off the building or gets pushed off the building. Mm-hmm. He has the video on their phone. They're all chasing all the hoodlums. And Raymond chases this one guy. He runs into his pack of friends and they're like, oh, yeah, bro, what are you going to do now? And then... Uh, <laughs> Raymond just flips the lid. No, no, he says something funny before. What? He goes, all right, lads, I know you're, I'm sure you're a bunch of like raunchy la- gangsters. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sure <laughs> yeah. you're a bunch of roadmen. Yeah. Yeah, and then, excuse the swearing, but I have to do this justice. Okay. Shout out to Charlie Laundy here. Uh, he flips his lid and he's like, stop fucking around, cunt. <laughs> Give me the phone <laughs> and take the money. <laughs> and, he gets his, and he gets his like Uzi out yeah. And he fires this like <laughs> silenced Uzi in the how, air How does he run with that in his pocket? <laughs> yeah, he dangling, just it up Dangling no, in his back It should be flailing <laughs> everywhere It should be flailing <laughs> everywhere Or you know he should be limping like this If it's, if it's down his yeah, pants And then the last little bit to that quote What does he say after that? The guy the guy puts the phone down He's Runs like, away and he goes <laughs> Yeah 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 one of oh, my great scene. similar scene and a quote which I thought was just absolutely ridiculous is the way that those little chav kids talk mm. when they approach the man 
outside the car who's keeping watch. And they're going like, oh, bruv, like, oh, my days, bruv. Like, look, at the, <laughs> look at the rims on it. Yeah, look at the rims. And then one of the kids, I've written it down. This, is, this would be absolute mouthful. He goes, hey, my man's got the desis and the boot cut, you know. Defo linking a jezzy. <laughs> what do you think that means? <laughs> well, I, I know like the English words I heard was boot cut. The boot cut. What's a boot cut? Boot Maybe cut the style jeans. of his jeans. Okay. They like flare out. I don't know what linking the jezzy means. What is linking a jezzy? I'd love if there's a road man that listens to this. I'd love for you to contact the show and tell yeah. us. Because that is gibberish. That makes no sense. <laughs> that can't I just be real. stop and go back and write it down. I was going, this, <laughs> no. I just put, turn on the subtitles and go, what the fuck did he just say? I do not know. Yeah. That's funny. Couple little extra fun facts on the topic of Raymond and Fletcher. So Hugh Grant, they obviously have a lot of scenes together. Hugh Grant and Charlie Hunnam filmed the scenes at the house because it's obviously like throughout, sequence throughout the movie, filmed it in five days. And they had like 40 wow. pages of dialogue to get there. heaps of dialogue. And I don't know if this is true or not, but uh, Hugh Grant, because there's obviously a lot of monologues, he has to put a lot of mayo on it because yeah. he's trying to sell the story. He wrote like a cheat sheet for his lines. And apparently this seems like fake, but the night before he was scheduled to shoot the five days, his car was broken into. The robber took his script and cheat sheet I don't uh, know the why dog ate my home that. Okay. Yeah, yeah, and classic. so Grant had to do it without them. I don't know if that's even real, but I found it in like fun facts. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, guys, I lost, I lost my cheat sheet. Hey, 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 there's no, like Rolexes and money in the yeah, yeah. Hugh Grant. Give me, the, nah, give me the script. <laughs> that's actually pretty valuable. You could potentially blackmail the production that's studio. Like, yeah, that's, like, that's like meta on meta, like someone in real life taking the script where he's yeah. talking about a script. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my god. Extra, extra fun fact. Raymond's. This is a quick one. Raymond's base. Oh, sorry. Raymond's grill where Fletcher's like, oh, like it oh yeah, up your that legs is cool. And, I love one. I love uh, a steak. Yeah. Guy Ritchie designed that from scratch. Just another little extra piece of that's cool. Random design. That grill's so aesthetic as well. It's like so nice. nice. Give me a wagyu steak from You'd Raymond. Love, it's just thing. something like in the backyard in winter. You just mm. gather around. Yeah. Cook up an absolute storm while you're getting heated by the fire. It's perfect. <laughs> Sold it. I'd Maybe lo- there should be a cinema's grill that does that. <laughs> what about it? So they, I think they both have a steak. They both have a wagyu. But then at the end of the movie, uh, Raymond offers Coach like a steak as well. Mm-hmm. And then you hear in the little box, mm. Fletcher go, "I'll have my medium rare." <laughs> and he's like <laughs> locked he's, in a he's box. Big, he's been yeah. locked in a box. And the coach is like, "What?" The <laughs> yeah, interesting. They're also making a TV show for the gentleman. No this, way. Listen to this. Uh, Netflix bought it, so I think it's going to come out next year, maybe. Theo James in the lead role, mm-hmm. White Lotus season two. Mm-hmm. Listen, love listen to the rest of this cast: yeah. Vinnie Jones, Lock, Stock, and Two Smoking Barrels, yeah. classic English gangster. Yep. Kaya, going to butcher this last name. Scott Delario, uh, Maze Runner lead woman. Oh, is that the, Dylan O'Brien? Yeah, the girl that comes into the yeah. yeah. Gian Carlo Esposito, Gustavo Fring, Done. and heaps more. If he's a bad guy in it, I'm sold. I'm yeah. yeah, perfect. The TV show, pretty interesting. Don't know what they're gonna do. I, from has it. Guy Ritchie done any TV shows? Is Guy Ritchie awesome. involved? Uh, oh, I think he might be writing or helping with it, but okay. I don't think he's making it. Yeah, cool. Do you have any other details of like um, dates or? No, I'm sorry. That's, I, okay. that, that's as far as my research. <laughs> you made me keen. Well, <laughs> yeah. no, that's exciting. 
Thanks so much for listening to this episode of Cinemax. Make sure to follow us and leave a review on your chosen streaming platforms. Also, check out our Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube channel for more Cinemax content. In the spirit of reconciliation, we acknowledge Australia's First Nations people as the traditional owners and custodians of the land and pay respect to the Camaragal people of the Eora Nation upon whose country Cinemax is based. We honour the storytelling and culture of Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander communities across Australia. Also, in the spirit of chatting with mates, remember it's always important to check in with those around you. Whether it's friends, family or colleagues, sometimes they may be going through a hard time. Chatting with them may reassure them that they aren't alone. If you or anyone you know is ever struggling, call Lifeline on 13 11 14.